What's going on, everyone? And welcome back to the mailbag. Yes, it is the mailbag. We did not record a mailbag last week. Sincerest apologies because Jake had to go to Dallas. Bird, Jake, Jake, how was Dallas? And how, on a scale of one to 10, how upset were you about not being on the mailbag last week? I, I was pretty upset. I'm not going to lie. Like, I was on the flight. I'm just thinking to myself, like, damn, no fantasy talk this week, no mailbag. It's just, I felt heartbreaking. I, I think the fantasy gods punished me because all my teams got dogged on Sunday, mainly because of Brandon Ayuk. You can go fuck yourself if you're listening <laughs> to this right now. And you're and it just and honestly, I don't even know if Brandon Ayuk sh- should be the brunt of my frustrations. It should be Kyle Shanahan because I, I just don't understand how last year you could be so good when you were actually healthy and on the field. And this year you just aren't like you're not even. not even relevant so and and Debo Samuel whatever man like what what you're doing right now is what I thought Brandon Ayuk would be doing but whatever hey and uh you know the there was a question mark about Debo Samuel and his availability we are recording this on Friday at around five o'clock you'll be hearing this Saturday 9 a.m when this is going to be uh, to be released so maybe there is more clarity about the Debo Samuel injury um, the last I heard was that he is still questionable, questionable to to play. Yes, I don't know. I, I still, I still, I don't think I want to play Brandon Ayuk. Uh, I just, I don't know. So yeah, so Debo Samuel, as of okay, so as of 15 minutes ago, so explains why I didn't say it. As of 15 minutes ago, Debo Samuel has been taken off of the injury report. He's okay. slated to play. No reason to, for Brandon Ayuk to be on the fantasy radar this week, then. None. No, no. And, and one one question then becomes, I think, a little bit easier for us to uh, to break down. But we will uh, we will do it when we uh, when we get there. So as we normally do it, we have 13 questions this week. Thank you to the listeners who submitted their questions. If you would like to submit your questions for the mailbag next week and beyond, links are in the episode description. Send in your questions and we will get to them as we always do. So, Jake. We have 13 questions. You know how we roll. Go for it. Uh, number seven. Number seven. This comes from Sean. Jake, where's Sean from? Uh, Milford, Connecticut. Milford, Connecticut. Fantastic. Okay. All right. This is a fa- this is a fantastic one. So, this is a league dilemma that he oh. had. So, the dilemma is. And I could read, I could read out the whole email. I'm not going to do it. I'll just, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll get it down to just layman's terms. The commissioner and the associate commissioner of the league were playing each other. There was an injury issue where someone that was healthy. This was Jarvis Landry. This was last week. Okay. Jarvis Landry was in the commissioner's IR spot. No, it was in the, sorry, it was in the associate commissioner's IR spot. The commissioner used his league powers to take Jarvis Landry out of the IR spot, put him onto the bench of the associate commissioner, and dropped someone on the associate commissioner's bench without the associate commissioner's knowledge to make it a legal lineup. Fast forward to Sunday. The commissioner who was at work, who was at work, mind you, had someone in his IR spot that was deemed a full bill of health. So the associate commissioner now raises a big stink about it and wants the commissioner to have to forfeit the week because he had an invalid lineup as having someone in the IR spot. Did it affect the matchup in any way? Like if the commissioner wants... Like I'm just trying to think, were any of those was Jarvis Landry starting for the for the associate no. commissioner? No. Was the person uh, then? I don't understand what the whole fuss is. Okay, yeah, you get it. I get it. You had an invalid lineup, but to me, fantasy is the starting lineup versus the starting lineup. Like, who really gives a shit about the bench? The question that Sean asked was about the associate commissioner is now threatening to leave the league unless appropriate action is taken, meaning the commissioner forfeits the week and, and gives the associate commissioner the win. No, nah, I would say you can go leave. 
go fuck yourself. <laughs> Long story short, I mean, that's com- what you're losing sleep over. Like, I'm yeah. in total agreement. I'm in total Sounds agreement. Like There's problem. Listen, I will say that the commissioner did dig himself into a hole by making a move on somebody else's roster to make things legal with air quotes. He dug himself in that hole. He should have waited. He should have had the associate commissioner alter his his own lineup and then make the decision from there. I agree. Now, is is there anything wrong? I think it's just your your settings are just completely fucked. Like the, yeah, the, the commissioner, yeah. the commissioner's at work. There's nothing he can do about it. Like I, I, my whole thing is if he could have made that move and then could have dropped someone on on the associate commissioner's bench. Who was the guy that was in his IR? And I, I don't have the information in front of me. Who was the guy that was in his yeah. IR? Because the commissioner could have very just easily said, you know what? I can just drop him and then go get him on waivers later in the week. Yeah, that, might have that could been... have very easily happened. Yeah, I'm trying to think, Mike. Was it Rashad Penny, maybe? I know he just got activated last week. Could maybe, Rash- But Rashad Penny was a Monday nighter, so that, that doesn't make any sense. No. No, um, I, I I don't know who it who it could have been. Who, who but else it, could it have been? Julio Jones? Did he Darius play on Slayton, Sunday? Maybe. No, Darius Slayton. Maybe. Um, who yeah, else? I don't, I, I don't I, think. I don't it, know. I don't think Jamichael it matters Hasty. though. It, it could have been Michael Hasty. Yeah, it could have been. It could have been. That, that's really it. Yeah, I don't. But I don't think it really it really matters as much. I think the associate commissioner is out of his mind. I think he's overreacting. The commissioner did not handle it in the best way, but. Is it but something that should alter should... a matchup, though? Uh, yes, I, I I completely agree. I completely, yeah. totally agree. It wasn't if it comes down to a violation of your league's rules because the guy was working and couldn't change his lineups after he had already set them, then yep. tough shit. You know that that's it, the, the guy's working. You know it's at the end of the day, the man's doing his job. So you know I can't. I can't side with the associate commissioner on this one. The commissioner, I'm not even going to say that anybody is right because what the commissioner did was wrong. What the associate commissioner is doing is wrong. So both sides are wrong. But in terms of is there, should the commissioner forfeit the week? No, 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 absolutely not. Okay. Seven is done. Everything else is up for grabs. Number three. Number three. This comes from Dan. Uh, Dan is from Denver, Colorado. Dan has to start one in half PPR. Noah Fant going up against the Washington football team or Mike Gesicki going up against the Buffalo Bills. Interesting. Um, I'm going to go with Noah Fant, but it's a little closer than I would think. I'm going, I'm, go no, I'm going Noah Fant as well. I'm going Noah Fant as well. That one is not particularly close for me. I, I'm not a Mike Gesicki guy. Me neither. But he's been, you can't deny the production lately. No, you, you, you definitely cannot deny the, uh, the overall production. I think there's a question in here about um, Cortland Sutton and Jerry Judy. I'm not sure there might I, I be. Do, I, I like the, fo- I like the uh, Broncos pass catchers this week. I think they could all have a pretty good day. I think it's a, a very leaky defense. Well, while, while, we're, while we're on the subject, I mean, let, let's just talk about the, uh, the Broncos pass catchers. Rank them. Rank them this week in, let's say, half PPR, Sutton, Judy, Fant. Sutton, Fant, Judy. Judy's first week back, I, I, you know, he might be on some type of snap count. Who knows? But, yeah, I, I'd, I'd go those three. I, that would be the same order I would go in. I, I would go Sutton, Fant, Judy. And I would even say that I think Noah Fant is actually pretty safe from the amount of targets now that could be going to Jerry, Judy. I think there's like a separate – a separate like wide receiver target pool and then a separate tight end target pool. So I think Noah Fant is kind of safe in terms of that. I don't think he's really going to get a lot of work taken away from him. Yeah. More Sutton, of a Tim there could issue. be kind of, kind of an issue. Tim Patrick is a big issue. Tim Patrick, I think at this point is pretty much droppable barring any setbacks or anything like that. But Sutton could be in a little bit of trouble, but I, I, it's not enough for me to really, you know, move the needle on, on Sutton in any way. I, I, I still think Sutton is a top, I had him at top 20 at one point. Now I'm kind of sitting on him as like a top 30-ish receiver rest of season still. And then Jerry and then Jerry Judy, I think, is probably somewhere in the same range, top 30 as well. All right, Jake. So three and seven are gone. Let's go with number one. 
Number one, this comes from Joe. Jake, where's Joe from? Let's go with sticking with you season three. Let's go with Paris, France. Paris, France. Hmm. Joe Goldberg. Hmm. Wow. Okay. Well, Joe has a very interesting question. And this is in light of recent developments this week, re the Texans running back situation. Okay. And he he asks after the Texans and Saints trade, where of course Mark Ingram was shipped back to New Orleans, rank the running backs you would most like to have in half PPR score out of Mark Ingram, David Johnson, and Philip Lindsay. Rest of season. Well, Mark Ingram's pretty irrelevant now that he uh, all Mark Ingram is is the handcuff for Alvin Kamara. Is he still startable? I I don't know. Even if something were to happen to Kamara, but that's a whole nother subject. I think I would I think Lindsay benefits most from this trade. I think the Texans would be better off finding out what they had in Philip Lindsay, who's a little bit younger. He might be in their plans for the future, whereas with David Johnson, you kind of know what he is at this point. So I wouldn't really want to be starting any of these people, but I think Philip Lindsay is a borderline priority Ed because of how thin the running back position is. So I would go with Philip Lindsay and then I would go with David Johnson um, as the beneficiaries from this trade. I think David Johnson, um, I think the volume kind of stays the same for him. I don't really see any increased workload. Um, whereas with Lindsay, he might get a lot more opportunities now. Um, for them to really evaluate what's the point of giving David Johnson all the carries. And I, I believe they have somebody else too in Houston too. Um, Is it Rex Burkhead? It maybe Rex Burkhead. Yep. I, I would go with Lindsay over David Johnson though. And I just, just to be clear, don't start any of them unless like, obviously you didn't have anybody. See, I, I actually would go with David Johnson at one, Lindsay at two, and Mark Ingram at three. I think Philip Lindsay benefits the most from this trade. I, I do agree with you on that. But I just think that David Johnson's role that they've, you know, they've they've been using him. They haven't been using Philip Lindsay as much. David Johnson just needs a little bit of work, a little bit more work well, to be considered he, a flex. Yeah. I really want to see what the roles are for the Texans this, game, this yes. weekend and and how they fare. Granted. It's against the Rams, so I don't know if you really can expect a whole lot. But I think Almost really, nothing. <laughs> exactly. The real litmus test comes next week when they play Miami. That that could be really where we see what this role is going to be because I don't think there's going to be a blowout in, in, in either direction in that game. It should be relatively close where we see the running backs properly used for Houston. If we see David Johnson have, a, have an expanded role this weekend, there's a case to be made that David Johnson should be ranked as a top 30 running back next week versus Miami in half PPR. There's a, there's a case for that. Now, let if me Bill, ask you something. Sure. Sure. Go ahead. What is, what's happened to David Johnson a lot in his career? He has gotten hurt. Yeah. He's gotten hurt. A whole lot. So with more touches comes more hits. With more hits comes more, more risk of an injury. More yeah. risk of, of an injury. Mm-hmm. I think Philip Lindsay's in a high upside bench guy. Yeah. Especially with bye weeks coming in. I do. I think I, I, everywhere David Johnson's own too, for me. I don't know. He's not available in any of my leagues. See, that's, that's very interesting. Available in almost all mine. Very interesting because David Johnson was available in pretty much all of my leagues. Yeah, no, he was owned in all of mine. Interesting. Interesting. So for yeah, me. It's a stingy league. My leagues are very stingy with running backs though. That makes fair. sense. Fair. Yeah. There's the, the very slim pickings. Exactly. So I, I would say David Johnson one, Lindsay two, Mark Ingram three, but I would keep an eye out for, for Ingram. I think he could have standalone value if they give him that that bruiser sort of role that, that he that had. Latavius, like Latavius Murray. Right, right. They last go back, year. Right, exactly. They go back to the whole Latavius Murray Kamara combo. They go back to the previous Mark Ingram Kamara combo. The touchdown upside is there with Ingram. I don't know if he has that substantial rushing upside, but can he be a guy that I, the way I kind of look at Ingram and what his ceiling could be, think of James Conner Thursday night and the kind of performance that he that he turned in where two of his carries could be touchdowns when he only had five on the game, I believe. Yeah. That could be something but of what we see with, there, with Ingram. But to a, but to a much le- lesser extent with Ingram because yeah. Chase Edmonds is a nice player, but 
He's not, not Alvin Kamara. No. no, he's not Alvin Kamara. That's that's and, fair. And, ta- and with Taysom Hill out of the fold, I mean, I had this. I mean, just really off topic here, but sure. I had this. No, go ahead. I had this. I had this argument. Is Alvin Kamara the running back one for the rest of the season outside of Derrick Henry? So Ooh. the running back two in full PPR, I think he is. Outside of Derrick Henry, is Alvin Kamara the number one running back the rest of the year? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he's the number two running back rest of the year behind Derrick Henry. Yeah. And we're starting to see how much how much Taysom Hill being out boosts Kamara a lot. Yeah. Big time. Big time. Big time. Granted, granted, I did play Alvin Kamara in a couple spots on on uh on Monday. And that expl- that explains a whole lot because when I play Alvin Kamara, he decides to have fun with me and not in a good way. Not in a no. good way. All right, one three seven gone. Number eight. Number eight, this comes from Anthony. Anthony is from, we're going to go with Staten Island, New York. Great. Why not? guess I'll call him Tony. Anthony. Anthony asks, rank rest of season in full PPR. Julio Jones, Allen Robinson, Kenny Galladay, LaVisca Chenault. Jesus. So shit, shittier, shittiest, yeah. most shitty. I'm still going to go Julio one out of that list because I think a lot of his issues are related to health rather than um, abilities and situations. So I would go Julio, LaVisca, Allen Robinson, and who was the last one? Galladay and Kenny Galladay. When, when, when the hell is he going to play next? So right, uh, I would go with those four. Uh, granted, I wouldn't want to own any of them or start any of them, but no. it's pretty much just like a toilet bowl rankings right there. Yeah, my my guess is that this is probably guys that are just available on someone's waiver wire, and he's just trying to figure out who's the guy to go pick up. Um, for me, I would go LaVisca one, Allen Robinson two, Julio three, Kenny Galladay four. I just don't have no. I don't have trust that Julio is ever going to play a stretch of games where he plays for more than one game at a time. And then the next week he's out because yeah, he's already it, been ruled out for Kansas it's, City. It's a shame because the one game he was actually kind of healthy for this year. He, he, it showed, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah. The one game that he was actually healthy for, he actually looked somewhat half decent and now, well, not, now, non-existent. No, not non-existent. And again, this is just proving to be AJ Brown's offense. And I mean, oh, and Derek we, Henry's. Yeah. Well, Derek, it's AJ Brown's passing game and then Derek Henry's offense. Yes. Uh, that fair there. And I believe, I believe I may have said that um, Julio Jones was playing, uh, Kansas City, he plays Indianapolis. My my apologies. Kansas City plays the evil giants on Monday night. I hope they stomp them. Okay, so one, three, seven, eight. Are Let's go with 10. Gone. Number 10, this comes from Charles. Jake, where's Charles from? Salem, Massachusetts. Happy Halloween. <laughs> Happy Halloween. And, and any Halloween plans? No. I, I, I No. Well, well, football's on for Halloween, so... That's it. Yeah. Great choice. Halloween is one of the worst holidays. Right. Actually, a little, little fun with this. Rank the holidays from worst to most worst. worst. Halloween. Halloween. New Year's Eve. Valentine's Day. I'm going to go with Valentine's Day one. Halloween two. I like New Year's Eve. I don't know. You know, I, I like see, New I'm Year's not a New Year's, I'm not a New Year's Eve guy, but that is the rank that I, I like would go New Year's for. Eve. That's the rank I would go for. I Valentine's Day is the What's, worst. Yeah, there's there's some other stupid ones out there, but we don't we don't want to get into all that. True, there there are a lot of there are a lot of other stupid ones, but yeah, we can we can let the uh, we can let the listener think of uh, some stupid holidays. If they if they want to send us what stupid holidays are stupid, they go ahead. They they almost certainly yeah. can. Uh, number ten from Charles. He needs to start two. Keenan Allen, Chase Claypool, Emmanuel Sanders, Robert Woods. C.D. Lamb, half Ooh. PPR. This would be easy if, if Dak, Dak Prescott was playing. Was playing. Yes. I would still play. I would still play C.D. Lamb. You would. Uh, I would still play C.D. Okay. I'm. I'm gonna go Keenan Allen. C.D. <sighs> See, this is really I, hard because yeah, I would still play C.D. Lamb. I think C.D. because we saw it last year, even when Dak was out, C.D. Lamb still had some good games, especially yeah. later on in the season. See, this is really hard because yeah, it's I, not for, like Ben Denucci is the starting quarterback. No, Cooper Rush is going to be the starter. See, I'm ruling out Claypool. 
Claypool, I, I wouldn't touch. Woods com- Woods is a good option, but compared to the rest, no. For me, it's between three guys. It's between Keenan Allen, Emmanuel Sanders, and CeeDee Lamb. Emmanuel yeah. Sanders, I was very close to putting as my start of the week. Very, very close. Keenan, I, Keenan Allen, though, is a set and forget it, man. Yeah. Come on. Keenan Allen is a set and forget. I'm going with CD still, especially you want a piece of that Sunday night game. I go CD. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think, I just think as much as I do like Emmanuel Sanders, um, I just think Diggs is so due, if that makes sense. Yeah. And, and also you can't rule out Cole Beasley either. No. And with Dawson still, Knox not going to be available, there's some targets well, well, to go discuss. around there. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to be, I'm going to be contrarian. I'm going to be contrarian. I'm going to say sit CD lamb. I'm going to go with Emmanuel Sanders. All right. Well, I'm my rankings, my rankings would suggest otherwise. Yeah, but I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be contrarian. I'm gonna say, you know what? I don't really know how much of the Cowboys' offense you want to have outside of Ezekiel Elliott. So, I'll go with Emmanuel Sanders. I, I, I'll go with Emmanuel Sanders and Keenan Allen. But if you start CD, I, I wouldn't blame you just because you want to have a piece of Sunday night. Totally fine. All right, one, three, seven, eight, ten, gone. Let's go with number two. Number two. This is from Tyler. Tyler is. From Des Moines, Iowa. Tyler has to start three. Kenny Gainwell, Antonio Gibson, Khalil Herbert, Elijah Mitchell, Chuba Hubbard. Non-PPR. Okay, that changes things. Yes. All right. He'd start I go three. Okay. Chuba. Against Atlanta. Against Atlanta. Gibson. And Khalil Herbert. Ooh. I think I think Herbert scores. Pretty confident about that. Yeah, and San Francisco has had a real hard time stopping the run. Eh, you know what, though? Mitchell, I take that back. This, this is tough. hard. This is a hard it's one. Hard. You're not starting Kenny Gainwell in non-PPR. Non-PPR, no. Scott lurking around. No. What did I say again? It was Chuba Hubbard. Who was the second guy? You said guy? Chuba Hubbard, Antonio Gibson, and Khalil Herbert. I might. Uh, Gibson's so hard that I think I bench Gibson and I start Mitchell. That's what I was going to say. I, I think so. I think Gibson, I think we're getting to the point now where you just need to forget where you drafted Antonio Gibson and just accept that it's, it's a, you know, just didn't work out. If there's one week where Antonio Gibson can have a week to prove his value. This is the week. Unfortunately, I just don't want any part of it. I'm going with Khalil Herbert, Elijah Mitchell, and Chuba Hubbard. Those are my three yeah. that I'm going with. I agree. All right. We have four, five, six, nine, eleven, twelve, thirteen left. Let's go with thirteen. Thirteen. This is Steve. Uh Jake. Where is Steve located? Let's go with Los Angeles, California. Oh, what a place. One of my favorite places on this planet. Shout out LA. Steve says, full PPR, he needs two. Do a dose. David Johnson, Alex Collins, Michael Gallup, Brandon Ayuk, Darius oh. Slayton. Okay, Slayton's the, Slayton's the obvious one. Brandon Ayuk, no. Now, my question, my, my no. question, he didn't specify this, is what do you need position-wise? That can position-wise, it might be a flex. I think two this might be maybe. a double flex. That That's yeah. what I think. Brandon Ayuk, no. Um, it has to be a double flex because yeah, yeah, yeah. You he, only listed, he only listed two running backs and three receivers. This has to be a double flex. Gallup, no. Kyle, I, I think you just pretty much by default have to play Slayton. Fuck it, man. He might have to play Brandon Ayuk. He might have or, to. Uh, you know, Rashad Penny, the, maybe just go with Alex Collins. He didn't indicate the format. PPR, go with Ayuk. Full PPR. He did. Full, oh, PPR. full PPR. I'm sorry. Okay. Yes. <sighs> Collins could score. I mean, Jacksonville's not a hard matchup, so that it they'll be in the game. It won't be like you know they need to play Travis Homer because they'll be chasing points. Yeah, um, Rashad Penny worries me a little bit, but if Alex Collins plays, play Collins and play Darius Layton. I'm I'm just so over Brandon Ayuk. It's not even funny. Yeah, I I would say the same. Slayton is an easy one for me. You get that Monday night. They should be trailing, so you'll with, get with a no, lot of volume. With no there. Tony either. Yeah, with no Tony Shepard. Shepard is probably the closest from what I understand. 
Shepard okay. is probably the closest. Slayton's still a good start, though. Yeah, maybe even Pettis. Yeah, Pettis could be a good a good start too. Yeah, and I would say he's, he's real, he should be available. Real quick for the Monday night game, Pettis or McCole Hardman? Who are you starting? Full PPR. Pettis. I think I go Pettis. Yeah, Pettis. Yep, that's what I would do. Um, and then for I would say Slayton here. If Alex Collins plays, you go with Alex Collins. If not, you try and get Rashad Penny. If you can't get Rashad Penny, you just go with David Johnson. I don't love not it. Brandon Ayuk. Not Brandon Ayuk. No, you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. All right, so we have 12, 11, 9, 6, 5, 4 left. Let's go with four. Number four, this comes from Cole. Cole is geographically located in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Cole, in Superflex, he needs two. Carson Wentz going up against the Tennessee Titans. Kirk Cousins, Sunday night against Dallas. Jalen Hurts at Detroit. Give me Kirk Cousins and Jalen Hurts. Yeah, that's easy. Yeah. Very, very easy. I think Kirk Cousins, a little spoiler, I think he's my start of the week, but I might have to change it now. Might have to change it. Uh, I'll change it. I'll give you a little spoiler. He is my start of the week. I'll change it. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll happily change it, but he loves, yeah, Kirk, he loves Kirk Cousins he, is my start of the week. Yeah. Although though, the, the, the prime time record for Kirk Cousins, not great. Recently, it's been better. It's been better. Yes. It couldn't get any worse, but yeah. True. True. Could not get any worse. All you need to do is win one and automatically it'd be better. Yeah. So move on. <laughs> yeah. For me, that's Cousins and Hurts. No doubt. All right. So we have five, six, nine, 11, 12. Let's go with 11. 11. This is from Mike Jake. Where's Mike? Mike is from Rochester, New York. Rochester, New York. A lot of East Coast questions today. Mike is in a bind in Superflex. Another Superflex question. Do I roll with Jimmy Garoppolo against Chicago? Or do I drop him for Case Keenum going up against Pittsburgh? Or Mike White? At home versus Cincinnati. <laughs> nah, just go with just go with Garoppolo. Go go with Garoppolo. I think the weather will be better for Garoppolo. I think he'll have a better day. No Khalil Mack helps him. I think I, you stick I, with Garoppolo. Now here's my thing though. I think Geno Smith is a halfway decent start this week in Superflex. I do too. I do too. As crazy as it sounds, I think if they're, uh, I would contemplate Geno Smith over Jimmy Garoppolo. To be to be completely honest with you, I think this is a big Elijah Mitchell day. Whereas Shanahan's like, okay, Jimmy, don't lose us the game. This is a winnable game. We're going to keep it low. We're going to play defense. Yeah. Whereas with Gino, you know, they're at home against Jacksonville. Pretty awful defense. Yeah. You know, just to answer your question here, if Gino Smith is available, I would drop Jimmy Garoppolo and go pick up Gino Smith. I 100% agree. I I, I said on uh, the preview show this week that I would rather start Gino Smith over Aaron Rodgers. No, I don't know. about. I didn't know about all that. Well, now it's like, you know, this week, week, I would have. Yeah. If I had the option, I would have. Yeah. And I mean, it's not going to take much for Geno Smith to beat Aaron Rodgers. But I mean, Aaron Rodgers had a solid night. But the problem is 15, 20 points now at the quarterback position is not good enough for top 12. It's not good enough. It's not good enough. So and Geno, Geno has a good matchup against uh Against Jacksonville, so and it should be close. So they should they shouldn't be necessarily running the ball. I don't think Seattle blows them out by any means, but it should be good enough where Geno can contribute. I, I would say probably in the range of two seventy five and three touchdowns is definitely doable for, for Geno agree. Smith. But that could be like a, a ceiling, a glass shattering performance for yeah. for Geno Smith. All right, so we have five, six, nine, twelve. Let's go with five. Five. This is from John. John is from. We're gonna go with Brisbane, Australia. Ah, international. International, yes, of course. We always have one international listener. John says he needs to start two in non-PPR. Nick Chubb, Damian Harris, Daryl Williams, Zach Moss, and here we are again, Alex Collins. The Collins is a no. Yep. I think I think the I would say the first two names that you said. Ah, uh, you do get the Monday night though with Daryl Williams. That's I the only tricky part. Zach Moss is, is a no. That is the trick. Yeah, Zach Moss is a no. Nick Chubb is an obvious with no Kareem Hunt, especially. Yeah. Um, I go with Chubb. Eh, you know, Damien, they might be, they might be throwing. They might might be a big Brandon Bolden day. Give me, give me Darrell Williams on Monday night football. Give me Chubb and Harris. Give me yeah. Chubb and Harris. I don't are know. You... I, I I have a feeling that the Chargers are gonna blow out the Patriots. I don't know why. 
Well, do you remember the last time the Patriots and the Chargers played each other? It was it, last it, well, year. It was last year, but Justin Herbert was a rookie last year, though. Was it this isn't the same Justin Herbert. It was a 45 to nothing game. Can guarantee it won't be a 45 to nothing game this year. Um, with Nick Chubb, are you at all concerned that Dearness Johnson takes some touches away no. from Chubb? No, I don't I don't I don't think so. I mean, how many touches are we talking here? Obviously, Chubb's not gonna carry the ball 30 times, but say 10. I think Chubb. I mean, uh, yeah, if it's a 20 to if it's a 20, 25 to 10 difference, I don't think that's really impacting much because Kareem Hunt's there, you know. Right. Okay. Now, if Kareem Hunt were healthy and Dearness Johnson was still taking away touches from Nick Chubb, yes, I'm gonna be concerned. But yeah, three you know, a three-headed monster would just be that's a shit show. But yeah, it, no, Dearness Johnson will probably get 10 touches. Not startable, okay. but you know. Okay. Six, nine, twelve. Uh, let's go with nine. Nine. This is from Spencer. Spencer is from Seattle, Yakima. Or Yakima. Uh I'm trying to think here. Where's Yakima again? Washington? Yakima, Washington. I don't know why I said Seattle. Why? Close know. enough. I don't know why sorts. Yeah. Close, Close enough. enough. <laughs> Spencer. He needs to start one. Very simple. Carson went to Ryan Tannehill. Same game. Carson Wentz. Give me. Give me Tannehill. Give me, give me Carson. I think I this is a I, I I think the, the Colt the Colts run defense. Get, there's gonna be a lot of Derrick Henry. Give give me Carson Wentz. Okay. All right. I'm going. I'm going Tannehill. I think the ceiling is just greater for Tannehill. I think there's a chance he could run one in. But Wentz. I got no problem with Wentz. Wentz has looked yep. Wentz has looked much, much better as of late. And, and Michael Pittman is an emerging star. Yes. Yes, he is. All right, so we have six and twelve left. Let's go with six. Sace, this is from Tony. Tony is from Los Ranchos, California. Tony says, Grade the trade. I know these are your favorite first, questions. Yeah, too. our first one. I'm surprised. They usually, we usually get into these right away. Go ahead. Well, like I guess there are a lot, a lot, a lot of lineup debates this week, but yeah, this is the first and only grade the trade of the week. So grade the trade. This is redraft, not dynasty or keeper. Okay. Non PPR. He gives Amari Cooper and Deontay Johnson. He gets Brandon Cooks and Leonard Fournette. Gives Cooper Johnson, yeah. gets Fournette Cooks. Give, give me the Cooper and Johnson side by a lot. Yeah, I, I this is a C minus. I'm not a fan of that. Yeah, I'm not a fan of that either. I mean, it depends how strapped you are for a running back. I, you know, I think Leonard Fournette was a big miss this year in redraft, but still, I mean, Mari Cooper, Deontay Johnson, they're, I think they're both significantly better than Brandon Cooks. I agree. I agree. I think. I think. I mean, it really depends on In what full PPR you said. Uh, non PPR. Oh, non PPR. I still like. I still like that side better. I do too. I do too. I would it's closer, but yeah. I think I would. I would again, and I say this all the time. We say gray the trade. I would really love to see the roster construction because if you need a running back, then yeah, this send is us your probably rosters. better. You have to have really good receivers if you're giving up Cooper and Deontay Johnson. You're, you're giving away two top 24 receivers rest of the season. Like, I really want to know what other receivers you have where you can where you could swing too. that. Me too. I agree. I think, you know, I think Brandon Cooks in non-PPR is essentially useless too. Yeah, I completely agree. I, I think he's completely useless in non-PPR. So, I, I, that one, I think I really would want to see the team. So, uh, Tony, if you want to send that team over so we can uh, we can kind of have a look and maybe uh, just the grade next week, uh, definitely do so because that that's what I definitely want to see because I just can't – I can't wrap my head around that one. Me neither. All right, last one. This is from Nate. Nate is from where? Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Oh, what a place. God's gift to humanity. Nate. He needs to start two in non-PPR. Cortland Sutton, Jerry Judy, Chris Godwin, DJ Moore, Amari Cooper, Jarvis Landry. First of all... Is DJ Moore playing this week? Yes. First of all, what a fucking receiving core. Holy yeah. shit. 
Must be like an eight-man league or something. Uh, or he just drafted really well. To, to answer your question, though, give me Godwin and give me DJ more. Give me Godwin and more as well. I would the, – the next closest probably would be Cooper for me, but if there's no Dak – uh, I'm a little worried about Cooper for uh, for this week. So give me – I think, yeah. Give me Godwin, I, give me more. I think Chris Godwin might be a top 15 receiver for the rest of the season with Antonio Brown. Emma, you know, we don't know when we're going to see. We could see Antonio Brown again for the playoffs for all we know. They don't know when he's coming back. No, then there's, I think there's he's no the timetable for that. I think he's the biggest beneficiary of Antonio Brown being hurt. I completely agree. Completely agree. I think Chris Godwin – you know, if you could, there's still an opportunity to buy low on him. Try it, try it. Yeah. But I can guarantee I you that sell. window's running out. It's running out. Who I is, agree. Let's do. Let's do this really quick. Uh, better buy low. Chris Godwin or DJ Moore. In terms of giving things up, yet lower is DJ Moore. So I guess DJ Moore. Better player, Godwin. Better buy low, Chris Godwin or Calvin Ridley? Calvin Ridley. Better buy low, Calvin – Calvin. Uh, no, not Calvin Ridley. Chris Godwin or DK Metcalf? Give me Godwin. One more. Better buy low, Chris Godwin or Keenan Allen? Close. Still giving me Godwin, but it's okay. very close. Okay. All very right. close, though. Could go either way. Well, thank you to everyone for submitting your questions. It is now the favorite time of the show for everyone that listens when, you know, you don't have any questions and you just want to hear who the start of the weeks are. Uh, we're here. We're here. It is, it is time for start of the weeks. So uh, Jake and I have already said that our one quarterback that we both wanted to say was Kirk Cousins as our start of the week. But we are going to go and just be a bit different. So we're going to pick uh, different options there. Uh so, Jake, do you want to go first for the quarterback? Sure. I'm going to go with Joe Burrow against the Jets. Yeah, that's a good shout. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a very, very, very good shout. I'm going to go for – Dan, if I do, Dan, if I don't. I'm going to go with Daniel Jones against okay. the Kansas City Chiefs Monday night. I think, it's a, I think it's an excellent stream, top 12 play for me this week. Uh I actually had Daniel Jones ahead of Aaron Rodgers. So, but I, I also did not have Aaron Rodgers in my top 15. I was, I think one of the only human beings on this planet that was actually able to take Aaron Rodgers out of the top 15 quarterbacks for the week. So that's fair. But, but yeah, Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones would be the backup, but for me, the ideal start of the week and for Jake is Kirk Cousins. All right. The running backs, my start of the week there. I'm going with Damian Harris against the chargers. Chargers cannot stop a nosebleed especially against the run. Yeah. Give me Damien Harris going on four straight weeks with a touchdown. I think he gets one. Damien Harris for me, start of the week at running back position. Jake, you're a start of the week, sir. I'm going to go with Chuba Hubbard against mm. Atlanta. Yeah. I think he's, I think he scores once or twice. Okay. And the other, the other guy that I was considering also for this was Khalil Herbert. That was That's another it. one that I think was, uh, I was definitely uh, considering wide receivers, Jake, wide receivers, start of the week. There's a, a wide range of options. I'm going to go with Darius Slayton on Monday night. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. You didn't, st you didn't steal mine, but my guy's in the same division. I'm going to go with Devonta Smith against the Detroit Lions. I think this is a – it screams get-right game for Jalen Hurts. Good game for Kenny Gainwell yeah. and a get-right game for Devonta Smith, who just has, yeah. who hasn't scored a touchdown since week one. And and the Lions really played their hearts out last week. It's tough to to replicate that two weeks in a row. I agree. I agree. And and you know what? The the Lions might be one of the best zero and seven teams that I've ever seen. I yeah. think it, it it says a lot about. I mean, I give credit to Dan Campbell. I mean, he's he's definitely he's, co he's coached those guys. Yeah, up. he has their ear. Yeah, he he absolutely he absolutely does. Um, you know, they, they just need talent there. That that's like their their number one thing. So, but. You know, we can't, we can't, you know, have feel good stories in, in, in fantasy. We need to go search for, for some wins. And I think this is a prime opportunity to, uh, to cash uh, on a, on a really nice performance from, uh, from Devonta Smith, get right game for Devonta Smith. And, and, Jay, and Jalen hurts. I think Jalen hurts has a rushing touchdown and two or three passing touchdowns. He needs it too. 
He needs it too. Tight end, start of the week. Um, this is me. I'm going to go with Noah Fant. Sleeper. Him. I got a tight end sleeper for this week and the rest of this, not the rest of the season. Have a Tommy Sweeney at Buffalo. Ooh, okay. You think he scores? I think he scores. Okay. I think he scores. I think Josh Allen started utilizing the tight ends a little bit, and he did score on that Monday night game against the Tennessee Titans. He did? Yeah. I think with Mark Andrews on a bye, I'm, I have Mark Andrews and Dynasty, and the, and the pickings are very slim. I'm not going to start Anthony Ferkser, who was my backup. Um, I, I picked up Tommy uh, Tommy Sweeney. I'm going to start him this week. Um, I have him in a couple other leagues, too. I'm not starting him starting him there because I have some other guys. But with Andrews on a bye, I'm I'm, I'm going to go with uh, Tommy Sweeney. I think C.J. Ozama is a nice little stream, too. But I'm going to go with Tommy uh, Tommy Sweeney. Did you see the uh, the video that the Cincinnati Bengals posted of C.J. Uzama teaching everybody how to say Uzama? Oh, it's Uzama. Uzama, yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it was Not a bad a, it stream. Was, also, it was a there was the dub over of all of all like these media guys trying to pronounce his name Uzama Uzama. Uh, you had A.J. Hawk who played with the guy for a year and didn't even know how to say his name. Yeah, and there was C.J. Uzama. Uzama. If you have no idea what I'm talking about, go look it up. It's fantastic. It's fantastic stuff. Um, and one more, one extra for the tight end position. If you're looking, uh, Tyler Conklin going up against Dallas. Dallas cannot defend the tight end position at all. They've given up a touchdown to the tight end position in every single game so far. So go pick up Tyler Conklin. No, excuse me, except for one, except against the Chargers when Jared Cook should have scored, but did not. So the starts of the week, Jake and I both agree on Kirk Cousins. Jake did take Joe Burrow. I took Daniel Jones. Running backs, uh, Jake took Chuba Hubbard. I took Damian Harris. Wide receivers, Jake took Darius Slayton, and I'm taking Devonta Smith. And then for the tight ends, Jake is taking Tommy Sweeney. I am taking Noah Fant. So before we go, Let's do what we did a couple weeks ago because the listeners really did enjoy that. Let's do some a little stat prediction, shall we? So let's go with pending he plays Patrick Mahomes over under two and a half passing touchdowns versus the Giants. Over. Give me the over think, as well. I think those three. Give me the over as well. Uh, you stole mine on Jalen Hurts. I was going to ask you over under three total touchdowns for Jalen Hurts. Over. I think that's. I think that's a good line. I, I I would I would say I would I would push on that one, and say and say the three is probably the number. Uh, Josh Allen over under three and a half total touchdowns versus Miami. I'm gonna go with under. I think he gets three. Give me the over. Three passing, one rushing. I okay. I, I I'm gonna take the over on that one. I, I think Zach Moss. I think yeah. I think Zach Moss scores. If that makes sense. Yeah. You think there's a rushing touchdown in that game? I think yeah. I think so. Okay. Um. Over under 105 rushing yards for Derrick Henry versus the Colts. Come on. How could, oh, well, against the Colts. Did you see what Elijah Mitchell just did to them on Sunday night? Yeah, I, I'm yeah. going to go with over. As a bold prediction, I think Derrick Henry gets 200 rushing yards this week. Woo! Yeah. Uh, wow. I think, yeah. He said, he uh, said that. He said the thing. I think, I think he, I think he goes for two. I think he goes 180 plus. We'll, we'll go with. I think this is a classic. Hey. Derek Derek Henry carries the Titans on his back. Do they win? It, it, this game will come down to the last two minutes. Whoever has the ball last. Um, Mike Rabel. It is what it is. He's not my favorite coach um, from a decision making standpoint. But yeah, I think Derek Henry is. I, I don't see the Colts stopping Derek Henry. <laughs> Over under 100 yards of total offense for Alvin Kamara versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Oh, over. I, th- I think he gets close to 100 yards receiving. Give me the over as well. And for Derrick Henry, I'm going the over 105. Um, over, under, half a touchdown for Damian Harris. Over. Over, I think he scores again. DeAndre Swift, over, under, six and a half receptions versus the Philadelphia Eagles. Under. Give me the under as well. I think five or six is probably a good number, but six and a half is a little high. Uh, Leonard Fournette, over, under, half a touchdown versus New Orleans. Probably over. You think he scores? Score. I think he probably, he scores like every week. So yeah, yeah, that's true. Antonio Gibson over under seventy yards versus the under. Denver Broncos. Under. 
I'm going with, I'm going to go with the over. I'm going to go with the over, but I don't love it. Uh, let's see. Over under over under 100 yards for James Robinson versus the the Seattle Seahawks. Under. I'm going to go with the over. I'll go with the over. I think James Robinson has a good day. Uh, over under 125 yards from scrimmage for Austin Eckler versus the Patriots. Give me the if, under. If he plays, if he plays, yeah. If he plays. Give me the under. With the Chargers running backs, are you are you rushing to start uh, Justin Jackson or Joshua Kelly? No. Yeah, it's no, weird. It's not, if it's not Austin Eckler, I wouldn't. Yeah. I'm going, I'm going with the under. I'm going with the under if it's Eckler. 120, 125, I'm going under. Yeah, me too. Uh, Tyreek Hill, pending he plays versus the Giants, which look, it looks like he's going to. Uh, Tyreek Hill over under half a touchdown. Does he score? Oh yeah. Yep. I agree. Um, let's see. Cooper cup over under seven receptions versus the Texans. Yeah. Uh, well, no, I'm not playing Cooper cup anywhere this week. So probably, probably under <laughs> probably I played him almost everywhere. Him and Jamar chase last year, uh, last week. Just I'm going to go under. I'm going to go yeah, under. I think this is an opportunity for, for, for other guys to, to get it done. I don't think they need, they need to go and yeah. really slam yeah. Cooper Cup. Yeah. But Robert Woods, if only Robert Woods attended breakfast. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. The man the man has a family and, and, and that punished him. Oh, terrible. Poor guy. Um, over under 80 receiving yards for Calvin Ridley versus Carolina. Tough. I'm going under. I'm going to go Carol- over. And they got good corners. And Stephon Gilmore is supposed to make his debut this week too. He is. He I'm is. Gonna go under. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go with the over. I'm gonna go with the over. I think Calvin really finds a way to get it done. Um, let's see. Over under. Over under seventy receiving yards for Jamar Chase. Is that a joke? Over. Over. Does he score? I think everybody in the Bengals scores. <laughs> okay. Even Tyler Boyd. I, I wouldn't get too crazy, but I, I think <laughs> T Higgins. I think T Higgins scores. I think Jamar Chase scores. I think Joe Mixon scores. I think CJ Uzma Uzama. Whatever the fuck his name is, Uzama. scores. You say the Uzama. You. He scores. Uh, I think the Bengals put up at least thirty-five points in this game. So yeah, Jamar Chase scores, and I think one hundred and fifty touchdown, seven catches. Is Jamar Chase's final stat line against the Jets. Over under six and a half receptions for Jalen Waddle against Buffalo. Under. I'm under. going with the under as well. Emmanuel Sanders, does he score against Miami? Yes. I think. You think? Okay. I think. I think Diggs definitely scores. I say um, no. I say no to Sanders. But you like him so much this week. I do. Though, and you don't think he scores? I do. But, but he's I, I been think, a little I think he has a good yardage game. Though. I think it's you a think good so? yardage game, high volume game, but I don't think he scores. Does Cole Beasley score? I think it's one of Beasley or Sanders. So if I'm saying yeah, no, to, one one I'm saying no so, to Sanders, I'll say yes to Beasley. All right. So I guess I'm the other way around. I think Beasley's an okay start too this week. I, I do think too. all the I think you want as much as the Buffalo offense as you can this week. I think this is, yeah. you know. He's a top 36 play. Off it, of a buy. Has, has the upside for top 24. Yeah, I agree. Travis Kelsey over under five and a half receptions versus the Giants. Over. Give Slightly. me the over as well. Uh, Mike Kosicki versus Buffalo. Does he score? No. Dalton Schultz versus Minnesota. If there is no Dak Prescott, does he does he get a start? Number one. Number two, does he score or record five and a half receptions? No, I I think I would sit Dalton Schultz if I could if I could this week without Dak. I probably would as well, and I think I am going to. Hunter Henry against his old team. Does he score? Yeah, I think so, especially with John U. Smith being in limbo for the week. Agreed. Rob Gronkowski and his return. Does he score? No, I think they might limit Gronk a little bit this week. Let him, I think let him work a, back. I think it's a very fair assessment. I'm going to go with a bold prediction here just because to have a little fun. Uh, I'm going to say Gronk scores twice. You think so? Gronk scores twice on his only two catches of the game. Two touchdowns. Yeah. I think I think Chris Godwin scores at least once, though, in this game. I think I think so too because Lattimore Lattimore has always had a very good history against Mike Evans. Mike, I think this is a big Godwin day, especially if Antonio Brown was in this game. I would say it's yeah. a big Antonio Brown game. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm very curious to see the Saints uh, Bucks game. I think that's the most anticipated one for me this week. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I think I, listen, I think it's a very good slate of uh, 
of games. I mean, I'm not looking forward to the Sunday night game as much anymore, which uh, quite frankly sucks given I do yeah, have sucks. a lot of fantasy stake in uh, in Sunday night. And then Monday, I mean, hey, I, I kind of sold out on my uh, my my chief stock. So, hey, we'll uh, we'll see. But hey, it's going to be a, a good week. And what's the best way to preview the week is uh, coming on the and on the mailbag and having a good old time. So, Jake, thank you as usual for coming on to the mailbag. We will uh, we will see you next week. And thank you for listening to The Mailbag. We love having you here. Uh, like I said earlier, if you have any questions that you want to submit to The Mailbag, please send them on in. We have the links in the episode bio. Go check it out. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. We are there. And Everyone have a very happy and safe Halloween. Hopefully you are of a right mind and don't celebrate the silly holiday. But if you do, please go out and be responsible. Do not make any silly choices that you might regret later in life. So for Bird, for Jake, I am Bird. I don't know how to do this outro. Adam's much better at it than I am. But in any event, have a wonderful weekend and we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye.